you're listening to the Seven Transformations podcast. For access to the latest content, including the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the7transformations.com. Create a life you love. Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast sharing life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Welcome back, guys. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Seven Transformations podcast. I'm here today with a new friend of mine. I'm super excited. Her name is Selena. How's it going, Selena? Great. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, me too, actually. I met Selena through a common friend of mine, uh, Lee. So shout out to Lee. I'll tag you in this Yay, Lee. post. <laughs> Lee is awesome. <laughs> so thank you for introducing us. But Selena is an awesome person. She's an author. She's a writer. She's an educator. Uh, she has her own business, Empowered Living Strategies. She mm -hmm. can tell you more about that. But she wrote a book. Today's a anniversary, right, of your book? Yes. It, I published this a year ago. Becoming Your Own Knight in Shining Armor. I have yes. a copy of it. That's really cool. I have yet to read it, but I've skimmed through it a little bit. It looks okay. really cool. So you can tell them about what you do. Go ahead and kind of introduce yourself. Yeah. So I work with women who are feeling stuck and frustrated in their relationships. They can either be single and have dated over and over and are just not really feeling like they're connecting. Yeah. Um, or they're in long-term relationships and are still feeling stuck. They're they have a good relationship, but they just feel like there's more that they could create, but they don't really know how. Yeah, things are getting stagnant. or Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so what I do is I teach them skills on how to really create a more deeply connected relationship. That's amazing. So what, I mean, you have been doing this for how long? Three years. Three years. And you do... Like, uh, obviously, you just wrote, you know, the book a year ago, published, mm -hmm. you're doing like workshops, you're doing different workshops things. either here in town in Phoenix mm -hmm. or also online. I've been starting to teach online classes because I'm getting more of a national interest. I'm nice. having I write for a blog that's called or um, a relationship platform called Your Tango. Oh, cool. They're out in New York. And so I'm getting a lot of people starting following me all over the country. So I really wanted to offer online classes so yeah. that, you know, I can offer my services in a bigger yeah, way. Yeah, reach reach people yeah. that otherwise you would. I would just actually was telling Selena, I just had a milestone the other day that I interviewed somebody over Skype and it was so exciting. To it's <laughs> very cool. It's cool when, when it comes together, you know, when the yeah. idea actually physically comes in when you know that, oh, wow, like now the physical part's not necessarily a, yeah. a, a, an obstacle. So, well, you know, you're an educator. You've been working with people. Before that, you were a teacher or? I was. I've been teaching for 25 years. Yeah. And I was teaching really anything. I had originally gotten a degree in Montessori preschool and kindergarten education. Mm -hmm. I then taught in all the elementary high school levels and also at last at the community college here in town. Nice. And so I've really understood that I love teaching adults to me that's most fulfilling and what was what was the part that made teaching adults more fulfilling because everybody's different I me mean, I hear somebody when they want to teach like first grade and I'm like man I could never have the patience to do that so what to you about working with an adult audience was attractive 
they're self-motivated. Mm. They're there because they actually want to learn. Yeah. Kids have to go to school. They don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the topics, a lot of the work that I do is spiritual. Yeah. yeah. And that is really more for an audience that La- is yeah, older. Yeah, later. Yeah. That is really more drawn to it. So I've just found that to be more satisfying. Got it. Yeah, it's a little more in alignment with your path. Yeah. Well, when you were a kid... um, did you know that you wanted to be in the world of education or even like helping people with with teaching, that kind of thing? Was that something you were always attracted to or is this something that has kind of evolved like little by little over the course of your life? I would say I was always interested in being someone's friend mm. and listening to their problems and helping them figure out how to create change. Yeah. Um, I was... For a long time, I would just listen and go, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, poor you, you know. But as I was learning more skills in my life, I really started wanting to help others transform rather than just say, oh, let's belabor this. Let's talk about this. You know, let's focus on it. No, let's try to find a solution. Mm. Yeah, I can relate to that. You know, I I think we always as kids have some hints of that future, Mm -hmm. you know, in some way we don't understand it, but I I can relate that. I always found myself the one like talking to people about their problems or the things that they were, you know, uh, stuck on. And it's become more and more of a passion of mine too, Mm -hmm. just learning and talking, having these kinds of conversations and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to people. Well, your, you know, work in in what you do now, you're, you're working independently for yourself. You have your own Mm -hmm. business. You're, you know, creating a life that you love you're you're impacting other people's lives positively um what did the relationships in your close circle feel about when you decided to take the plunge and do this kind of thing because you know taking a risk usually comes with two kinds of reactions supportive or quite the opposite so especially for the people around us so what was it like for your relationships in in the process of you going from, let's say, being a teacher, you know, into you're still a teacher in some sense, but now you're really kind of working for yourself and doing these things as an author, you know, that kind of thing. So, so I would say the this was actually a really huge trusting exercise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was teaching at the community college, I was building a journalism program there and it took about five years of building and it finally crashed I just the funds were withdrawn and it just it didn't work out and this was happening at the same time as I was also starting to teach my own workshops already and I really loved doing that and I had had many conversations with my partner and we were just about to get married and so the whole thing actually imploded that I found out about this journalism thing going south um right as I was driving to our wedding oh wow and (laughs) talk about timing yeah so I was out of a job right and it was it was really interesting it was really just such a new beginning okay I'm driving to my wedding for yeah, my second marriage yeah literally physically a new beginning yes yeah. and mm-hmm. um we had talked about already ahead of time what are we going to do if you know this 
job just doesn't come through because it was just tedious and how it was um, how it was being built. And so we did talk about, well, maybe I should just take the leap and start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, the challenge of it was that I was getting in this relationship. We'd been together, but we were getting married. I was bringing my daughter who was maybe 12 at the time mm-hmm. into this marriage um, that I have 50, 50, uh, custody. So, I mean, financially I wasn't solely the provider for her, but you know, coming into this and going, okay, well now right. I have no money and I'll start a business mm-hmm. and will you just support me with this? Yeah. That's a huge trust exercise yes. right there. And my husband was great. He really felt like mm. this was the right path for us as a couple for me to build this. Mm. Um, and so he said, you know, go for it. That's cool. Just do it. I think he, he had an easier time with it than I did. Yeah. For me, that was really challenging. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, there's a lot to be said too about feeling, um, you know, like we all want to feel like we're independent in the sense that it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm burdening anybody, you know, and there's a lot of like self-acceptance that has to come with that too. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Well, when you've been doing this for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. we all kind of have at least one memory when we can look back and say, you know, this was a, a, a catalyst for where I am right now, you know, and whether it was a, a big break or somebody calling you or somebody you met or an event that you went to for the first time that gave you, you know, kind of a, a opened the door for something. Can you think back to a particular memory where once you decided to take this risk and and be courageous pursuing what you love, can you think back to a memory where it's like, okay, this really kind of either made it official or made it, you know, was a significant turning point for you on the path? Yeah, I would say that um, two years into being in business, I joined uh, the NABO mentoring program and NABO is National Association of Women's Business Owners and they have this awesome program for mentees for women who haven't had as much experience in business because most of us have been in the corporate world have had good careers but uh, and are good at what we do but we really don't know how to run a business right so um they have this program for a year it's a year-long program where you get paired with another mentor to be able to learn about what is it you know how do you file your taxes as a business how do you do your llc all of those nuts and bolts that most of us have no clue about yeah and you don't have anywhere to get trained on that either it's not like you get that school yeah and then we had to set goals. We actually had to set three business goals and one personal goal. Mm. And we first were surprised as to why we would have to set, you know, a personal goal mm-hmm. as well. But as we saw that when you're a solo entrepreneur, your life, your personal life is constantly right there. Yeah. And when you don't make space for that and also create a goal in that area, um, or you have it, but you just don't put it on your business goal list, mm. then when you have to t- spend time on it, you feel like a failure and yeah. you shouldn't because life is life, right? It, 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 we 
we need to make space for everything. And mm. so in that year, we had to do a bathroom remodel and it really helped me to just breathe and say, mm. okay, you know, certain days I have to take off to do this bathroom remodel because mm. the contractors are here and I cannot work. Um, and so it just helped me embrace my business on a more full level maybe or you know just come to terms what is it really like to be an yeah. entrepreneur and and how do you arrange your schedule how and, do you balance everything yes. and one of the goals in that program for the business was my book and they really held my uh feet to the fire and said yeah. okay are you writing you know are you yeah, having accountability partners it's super important so yeah that and at the end i i was able to publish it at the end of the year that's so awesome that was yeah, really, congratulations that's yeah. really cool thank you well you know i mean i think that supporting uh network that having that kind of accountability partner yeah. is so important yeah. you know uh, it's really essential it really is you know it's even if you are good at staying on top of yourself it's like there's so many details to creating you know your own life in that yeah. sense and especially if you're taking the plunge into that um well what what did you have to invest you know this is a good question and actually i i changed this question from a couple of my other interviews because initially my question was what were some sacrifices that people had to make and I had an interview with uh, with this guy I just met actually named Scott, but we we clicked really well, and he he told me you know when I don't think of anything as a sacrifice because ultimately if I if I chose it then it was an investment, right. you know. So either way you can look at like was it a sacrifice or was it an investment? And mm -hmm. so I'm like okay, you know what I really like that. I'm gonna change I'm gonna change this question for future interviews. So what? Do you what did you have to invest? Obviously, you know, there's time and money and all that kind of stuff, but what were some of the biggest investments that you had to make into, you know, creating this life that you live right now? And and what are some of the things that maybe you'll have to invest to looking forward into the some of the places that you want to be? I think the largest investment I had to make was in myself. I had to spend money on coaching. Because as I said, you know, there's, a, I didn't have a business background and I really had to learn what, what does it take to get a, an audience. And so it was time, it was money, and it was really also understanding that I did need to take the time to focus on myself mm. to learn before I could move forward. Yeah. Um, so I would say, and, and I see this in, the business community a lot that people really invest in themselves quite a bit yeah continual investment I yeah think. and yeah. i think that also taught me you know sacrifices and when we're talking about sacrifices or investments one thing i had to become very clear on is what is it i want to do hmm. and how much am i willing to give to that hmm. how many hours because as solo entrepreneurs we can get really consumed by our work and we could just work hours and hours. Yeah. And my daughter is 16, almost 17. She's going to be living at my house for another year and then go off to college. And to me, these hour, these years are precious. Yeah. Um, I'm a 50% parent right now. She lives with her dad, the other 50%. And so I don't have a ton of time with her. Mm. And so... 
there are networking possibilities. There are workshops I could be teaching at night, you know, or on the weekends. Mm. And I just have to become very clear, you know, what is important to me about this. And everything that I teach is about becoming whole and becoming your own person, fulfilling your own needs. And so for me, it, it's really essential to have time with my daughter. So I, I did limit, you know, those social engagements also with my husband. We have Friday night date night. And so there are often interesting events that I could be attending. Um, but I've decided, you know, if I'm going to teach people about relationships, I'm also going to really practice. Yeah. You got pra- to have those experiences right? so you can relate. Yeah. Making time for that. So hmm. I think, that's a really essential part. And that's, I think you pointed to something very important. It's that whatever path you walk down, that let's say you want to help people contribute to others in whatever capacity, you have to be experiencing those things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very important. Like I teach ballroom dancing, obviously. And one thing we always talk about, like if I want to encourage somebody to go compete or do performances, I have to also be doing that myself, you know, and I, oftentimes I, I've gone to many competitions where I can relate to the same struggles that students have, obviously on a different level, but it's the same thing, whether, you know, feeling inadequate, not getting the result you want, that kind of thing, you know, so uh, I'm like, you know, it's, it's important to keep those kind of things fresh in your experiential mind, because then you can actually share about them authentically and not just come from a theoretical background, so... That's really important. It's almost like research in your own life, you know. Well, do you have a challenging memory? So kind of to to look at the process, obviously, recently maybe, something that was very challenging for you, and how did you, more importantly, how did you get through it back to motivation, back to peace, love, whatever that situation challenged you with? So writing the book was definitely a huge challenge and you know writing is such a quiet a solitary activity and so to get up day after day and write this thing that you're not really sure what form it's going to take on in the in the final days um it just it was it was hard to have the motivation. Sometimes I just didn't want to sit down. Sometimes I didn't want to think about the things that I was writing about. And so it was it was definitely challenging. Also, I was reliving a lot of my mm, divorce. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily always pleasant yeah. things or, um, you know, good feeling things. But I think how I got through it was to hold myself accountable at have that group that Mm. helped my feet to the fire, but also for myself, you know, setting myself this assignment every day and just saying, no matter what you show up at your desk, you, um, you write for two hours, you know, and writing can't be done all day long. Yeah. My writing brain works in the early morning and then it's done. So, I think just trusting my instincts was the main main thing that got me through it. I'd always felt like I should write this book, 
uh, a lot of it I felt the content was given to me divinely. Yeah. yeah. And so it was this very interesting process of just kind of sitting with information, letting it run through me and packaging it together at the end. Yeah. Or a know. vessel for the. Yeah. Oftentimes I, I read over some pages and I go, did I write this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. I can totally relate to that with this book that I'm writing. And it's like, I I recently put a quote on Facebook. Well, it's not a quote. I mean, it's kind of something I made up. But I'm like, you know, writing a book is like throwing up a jigsaw puzzle. Like you, <laughs> you know, if you can think about it, it's like there's messy pieces everywhere just floating around. Then you take some gloves and you try to put them together, wash them off. And then some of them don't belong. So it's like you, <laughs> you go through this process of, because I like writing too. I love, I've always wanted to write a book. I loved writing. And writing for me generally has been always relatively easy, especially mm -hmm. if I, I can finish what I'm writing in one sitting. Like if it's a blog post or whatever, a research article, that's not difficult at all. But when you're writing a book, it's a totally different story because you can't finish it right. in, a, in a short period of time. So there's so much of starting and stopping and going at the end, going in the middle, eliminating it, rewriting it. It's It's a real process like you said it really tests your motivation um you know and, and organization your focus skills it's it's really transformative process so i mean i'm glad to, that you shared about that it's, it's yeah really and especially you know you're saying you know i don't think you ever think it's finished like yeah you could always be embellishing and yeah. writing one more chapter and actually one of the main things that helped me also aside from my group was to have to work hand in hand with an editor Mm. who constantly helped me when I got stuck, helped me write transitions, helped me when I got stuck in the weeds of looking at a, a, a detail and homing in too much yeah. onto that detail. She's like, no, this is not necessary for the overall content mm. because you're so deeply connected uh, yeah, attached to, to it, your own content. Yes, yeah. that it really takes another person to help you kind of keep a little bit bird's eye view yeah i get the bigger picture yeah. of it absolutely well what are do you have any currently any recurring obstacles with what you do obviously you you um you mentioned like for example your daughter right now that's a a transition period for her um so you know it's really an important time to gauge your time and value how you spend it in different areas so in some sense let's say growing the business that would be an obstacle, though I, I don't think it is because obviously that's more important right now. So are there any recurring obstacles that you find, whether it's within yourself, within what you're doing, and how do you how do you address those? How do you get back to balance? How do you get to, you know, back to that creative yes. flow? <laughs> so I would say one of the recurring obstacles that we probably all face as solopreneurs is that um, the inner resistance to new stuff, to uncomfortable stuff. Mm. You know, when we're doing everything, we have to learn so many things. Yeah. You're learning all this technical stuff about a podcast, yeah. right? Um, it's not always easy. Uh, you learn how to file your taxes, how to put sales tax to the government that takes forever. <laughs> um, and so we built this resistance. And sometimes I, I sit down and just, 
my brain doesn't want to do it. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm here in front of a empty page and I'm supposed to write an article and it just, there's nothing that mm. comes out. And so what I've learned is that we're not just productive 40 hours at our desk. Mm. Our productivity can come in many different forms. And I often have to go for a walk when I'm stuck, mm. when I'm really noticing that there is some resistance and I do not want to do anything that I have on my list for the day. So then I go on a walk and I start, you know, telling the universe, okay, here's this article I'm trying to write. And which direction should it go? And can you help me? And that's where the, the ideas start flowing. Mm. And, you know, the resistance melts away. So I have found that when I switch gears and take myself outside yeah. or just, you know, sometimes I just need to go grocery shopping and do something completely different and then come back to it mm. because that idea of just sitting at my desk and that that's where yeah, I'm going to be productive is on not. that detail or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I think they said that taking a walk is one of the best things you can do for writing, like to yeah. get you uh, creative or whatever, yeah. you know, to kind of get, like you said, get out of that detail mode, yeah. sitting in a, in a box and looking at something, you know, so that's, that's a good strategy. I can relate to it. I love riding my bike around mm -hmm. the neighborhood mm -hmm. and especially if it's quiet at night, there's nobody to bother you. There's something about that silence that disengages your analytical mind because it's just empty Absolutely. space, you know, so you, your creative mind starts kicking in and then it's like, oh my gosh, I have all these ideas that I didn't have because I was spinning yeah. around. So I even yeah. try to walk, you know, no matter even if I'm not stuck. It's a daily practice for yeah. me or whenever I can. But it's definitely one of those when I'm stuck, um, what I That's go to. That's a go-to. Any yeah. other strategies that you employ to keep yourself motivated for, you know, doing what you're doing or to manage your time, to manage your energy, your mood, anything? I keep inspiring people around me mm. because that is you know, that affects my energy. I, I have friends that I know that I can call. So Lee is one of them. I have some other friends that I've been building businesses with that when I get stuck, when I get frustrated, mm. I know they will be a go-to person for me to, yeah. to call and just say, hey, what do you think I should do? Having that social reference almost yeah. for a situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good one because I think a lot of times you know, there's so many different perspectives on a situation and just by like, you know, like in dancing, for example, and this has been on my mind lately a lot, which is, it's very fascinating to me. I do this for a living, but yet I'm always surprised by it. Like we only have pairs of things like left hand, the right hand, left leg, you know, left, right leg, all that kind of stuff. And like when you're stuck in a choreography, for example, and something just isn't working, literally Sometimes all that has to change is one of those pairs. Like, okay, I'm turning to the left, but you know what? Oh, let me turn to the right. And suddenly it's a whole new dynamic. And whether you dance or not, the point is that sometimes a simple solution like that is not obvious to you, which is which is fascinating. Like I said, I do this for a living. So you would think that I would see all the quote-unquote possibilities or whatever, but you can't. It's impossible. And sometimes taking a break from it or... Having somebody else, you know, like obviously I have a partner that I practice with, so we, you know, we have that dynamic and we have good communication about it. But it's really interesting, you know, like just the little simplest things can make the biggest difference in the change of perspective. 
Mm-hmm. And when you have like a like you said a strong support network of people that you can turn to, you can get perspectives that you didn't uh, didn't even realize that were there, and they were maybe very simple, but just you know you were in a particular mode of thought that you couldn't see it. So. Yeah, and there also I I talk about this whole concept in my book about being, you know the what's it called? You know the five people that surround you is what really. Um, influences you mm. so really be Your careful group yeah who is who are the five people you spend the most time with mm. because if there's somebody who's a complete energy vampire mm. you're probably not getting very far make yeah. sure that these people that you spend a lot of time with are really supporting you hmm. that's a good point yeah a good point of awareness well what advice do you have for people that are in your line of work or in that want to maybe get in your line of work or even teachers and other educators that are teaching in in schools any kind of advice that you've gained from the last couple years of or even just you know your entire career really regarding what you do develop a good relationship with your inner voice your Mm. intuition there is so much advice out there and it's no, not always the advice that you need. And we can get really overwhelmed with what all we should be doing for our business. You know, there's this school of thought that says you need to be on social media every day, on 500 platforms. You need yeah. to be writing blogs. You need to have all these clients. And you really just need to sit down with yourself. And that's actually a lot of the work that I also do with my clients is to create quiet Mm. and to become very clear on what is it that I want in this life? That's probably not what everybody else wants. Mm -hmm. And maybe my road to my destination is going to look different than what most people are trying to sell me. Mm. And so for me, it requires always to go back to meditation to these quiet practices of walking outside and um, really checking in with myself. What is it that I want to do? Because I had people who said to me, no, 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 you need to go to every networking opportunity possible. And I would say, well, that doesn't work for me. I'm building this to have time with my family. If it's not going to give me time with my family, I'm not going to do it. It's another job at that point. (laughs) Right. So, um, Yeah really become quiet and 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 listen to yourself because you do have the answers yeah i think that's that's actually something i like to also talk to people about a lot is just having that quietness like you Mm -hmm. said it's when we can we're always uploading to the system constantly and you got to get a download every now and then and and just i don't know see what's out there for you yeah that's that's a very good point well is there any other areas in your life right now that you're excited about anything with your family you guys planning any trips for the summer or we just came back from a cruise to Mexico. <laughs> oh, so that nice. Was really where, fun. where in Mexico was um, it? We went to the Pacific Coast, to Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan. Oh, and nice. Cabo. Very so, cool. Yes, it was exciting. Uh, it was fun. And right now, I'm just really looking forward to building more online courses. Yeah. So that's kind of in my immediate future. And. Any that's topics, exciting. any teasers that you can give us about some yeah, of the topics you I want to do? I have a class that's called Discover Your Intuition. So mm, that really goes cool. back to how do I connect with myself. 
And that goes for anyone, you know, it's, it's based in relationships. When, when we don't have enough quiet in our relationship, the, we don't know what we really want and we don't really listen to ourselves. That's what causes resentment. We do stuff that we didn't really want to do. Hmm. So it's essential in relationships. But as I said, it's essential in business. It's really this oh, yeah, having this quiet spreads out into any area of your life. So it's a great introductory course. It's just a two-week course on cool. Zoom where we interact um, so it's been a lovely class. I've been teaching it before and I really love it. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, anything you want to say, any, uh, final words of wisdom for our listeners? Yeah. If you want to create your own business, just really stay strong in what it is you want to create and know that you can create the own, your own version of happiness that you know, everyone tells you it's possible. It is possible, but really s stick to your guns and create what you want to create. Hmm. Beautiful. What's the biggest thing that you are grateful for right now? Oh, my family. They're, they're everything. Nice. Awesome. Well, we can give them a shout out if you want. <laughs> yes, Tom, Olivia, I love you guys. Oh, there we go. Well, where can they find you, Selena? Where can get they get the book where they can learn more about your classes? Um, what's um, My website is Empowered LS, so for living strategies, EmpoweredLS.com. And if you look at the tab of working with me, there's online classes under there. Super. And the book is called Becoming Your Own Knight in Shining Armor, A yes. Guide to Love That Feeds Your Soul. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Selena, for thank coming on the show. It's me. been a pleasure talking with you. It's been awesome. Hope thank we you. can have some more conversations in the future. This yes. was, was fun. So anytime I meet somebody who's also working and very passionate about personal growth, development, transformation, helping other people, mm -hmm. it's always uh, really cool to just hear their, their side of the story. So, yeah. well, guys, thank you so much for listening as well. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, share it with your friends. Again, I'm always interviewing some very interesting, very contributory people. So a lot of these people are passionate about what they do. If you know anybody that would gain from their perspective, from their advice, feel free to let them know. I think that these are all valuable resources. So check them out, check Selena out, check her book out. And if you like this show and you want to support it, we have a Patreon account on my website, or you can um, you know, subscribe and share and all that good stuff. So thank you again for your support and thank you Selena for thank you. joining me on the show we'll see you guys on the flip side you're listening to the 7 transformations podcast with your host Tudor Alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love stay connected at the 7transformations.com <laughs>